Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So in the Derek Chauvin trial today for the murder of George Floyd, we heard from the defense's expert medical examiner, expert forensic pathologist, Dr. David Fowler. And I'm actually pleased to report that after watching Dr. Fowler testify, I feel like we're actually one step closer to justice for George Floyd and his family. Let's talk about that because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So today we saw uh, an expert witness called by the defense at the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd. And that witness is Dr. David Fowler, a forensic pathologist, a medical examiner, former chief medical examiner for the state of Maryland. And things didn't go so well for the defense today. And I wanna talk about Dr. Fowler's opinion on the cause and manner of George Floyd's death, but first let me hit a couple of low points in his testimony. Let's start with Dr. Fowler's testimony about whether it's dangerous to put somebody in the prone position face down on the asphalt, handcuffed behind his back. He offered that there was a preeminent expert by the name of Dr. Donald Ray, who used to believe it was dangerous to do that, but then he retracted his opinion that it was dangerous to put somebody prone on the ground, cuffed behind their back. And prosecutor Jerry Blackwell said, hmm, well, that's interesting. Um, let me ask you some questions about that because I have an affidavit here from Dr. Donald Ray, where he said some people contend that he has retracted his opinion that it's dangerous to do that to somebody, but I have not retracted my opinion, said Dr. Ray. My next question on cross-examination for Dr. Fowler would have been, so Dr. Fowler, who's in a better position to decide if Dr. Ray retracted his opinion, you or Dr. Ray? So I will say, as an aside, Prosecutor Jerry Blackwell is doing a masterful job. He took David Fowler's testimony down brick by brick by brick until there was nothing but an ugly pile of bricks in the middle of the courtroom, figuratively speaking. Let's take on another low point from Dr. Fowler's testimony. He suggested that carbon monoxide poisoning may have played a role in George Floyd's death. What? Well, he explained that because George Floyd's head and face was positioned so close to the tailpipe of the police vehicle, and it remained there for so long, 
he might have been taking in carbon monoxide from the exhaust from that vehicle, and that may have played a role in his death. Well, first of all, there was zero medical evidence. There was zero toxicological evidence. The the results of the blood tests run on George Floyd's blood, zero evidence that he suffered from carbon monoxide poisoning. So this was nothing but speculation by Dr. Fowler. But even more importantly, okay, take Dr. Fowler's word for it. Who was responsible for putting George Floyd's face darn near jammed up against the tailpipe of a police vehicle for more than nine minutes and holding it there with his knee, endangering him in yet another way by exposing him to that much carbon monoxide. So even if you accept Dr. Fowler's opinion on that, which is unsupported, well then it is also Derek Chauvin's fault. And it was unreasonable force for him to have done that. Another low point in his testimony. Let's talk about the pills in in George's mouth that weren't. Because he was examined with some still photographs of George Floyd sitting in his car as the police were, were pulling him out. And you could see something white in his mouth. And the way the defense orchestrated the questioning made it sound like those were some pills. Those were narcotics. Those were drugs in his mouth, that white thing that you see. And then Jerry Blackwell said, Let's go back to the Cup Foods video. And what did we see? George Floyd walking around inside Cup Foods, chewing on a piece of gum, a piece of white chewing gum, which you could see pretty plainly in one of the close-up stills from the surveillance camera in Cup Foods. Another low point, another overreach, another unsupported, unfair claim by the defense. So I could talk about so many other low points in Dr. Fowler's testimony, but let's go right to, let's let's cut right to the chase. The cause and manner of death determination. Because mind you, all of the other experts, the forensic pathologists, the cardiologists, the pulmonologists, the toxicologists, all in one form or another said he died from low oxygen because they deprived him of enough oxygen to live which we can see with our own eyes on the video. No, Dr. Fowler was having none of it. Here was Dr. Fowler's opinion on the cause and manner of death. The cause of death, in Dr. Fowler's opinion, was cardioarrhythmia due to hypertensive arthrosclerotic cardiovascular disease, heart disease, during restraint. Contributing factors were things like drugs in his system and a small tumor in his pelvis, really, and exposure to vehicle exhaust that nobody can prove, Um, and an adrenaline surge in his body. Basically, everything but the restraint, everything but the fact that multiple police officers were making it impossible for him to take in enough oxygen to sustain his own life, as we all saw. That was just a coincidence. He just happened to die of heart disease and car exhaust while they were coincidentally restraining him. Come on now. And then it gets a little worse, and we're going to finish up on this one. 
That was the cause of death. Every autopsy, every medical examiner, when they are ruling, um, they have to come up with a cause of death and a manner of death. The cause of death is what we've described, low oxygen because of the restraint being applied to his torso and his neck and the positional asphyxia, hands behind the back, pressed against the asphalt. Couldn't take in enough oxygen to sustain his life, as we saw with our own eyes. But then medical examiners also rule the manner of death. Not what did he die of, but how did he die? How do we classify or categorize the death? And there are only five acceptable manners of death in the forensic pathology community. Homicide, suicide, natural death, cancer, accidental death, you fall off your roof when you're cleaning your gutters, and an undetermined death because we just can't figure it out. No idea. Everybody who has looked at this case and this autopsy report and the video, the evidence, can see this was a homicide. Why? Because homicide is defined as one thing and one thing only, death at the hands of another. Homicide does not connote criminal conduct. It can be criminal, but the word homicide says nothing of criminality. Why? Because if I shoot somebody in the lawful exercise of self-defense, that's a homicide. The person I shot died, that death would be characterized as a homicide, but it wasn't criminal. It wasn't illegal. I was exercising lawful self-defense. So homicide, that word, does not mean criminal. It can, but it doesn't necessarily. So everybody agrees this is a homicide, death at the hands of another. Dr. Fowler, no, 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 not so fast. This is an undetermined death. We saw George Floyd die a death at the hands of not just another, but others. Not only at the hands of others, but at the knees of others. Most notably, Derek Chauvin, who snuffed his life out intentionally, callously, with some satisfaction, I would suggest, if you look at his face. So, Dr. Fowler's testimony, in my estimation, not only didn't win the defense any points, it may very well have lost them some points because of its overreach and because of its lack of foundation and because its detachment from reality and from our own eyes. So that's why I can say, after watching that testimony today start to finish, I think we're one step closer to justice for George Floyd. And justice matters. As always, folks, thank you for tuning in to these daily videos. I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.